Hi, I'm Kay Crudson, and you're listening to Cradle, the podcast. In this podcast, we'll be hearing some incredibly brave stories as we explore different issues and topics surrounding baby loss. We'll hear from some healthcare professionals just what's being done to best support those that need it. From family and friends, how are they affected? And we'll hear from you, your story. Because together, you're not alone. We're probably going to cry, but I do hope there's going to be laughter. And more importantly, there will be support. This is Cradle the Podcast. And welcome back to part two of our conversation with Dan Hill. Now, Dan is the director of Daddies with Angels. And on our last episode, there was so much to talk about, I just couldn't cut it short. So welcome to part two. And we're going to delve more into Dan's everyday reality of having dead and living children and running Daddies with Angels. You said there that you, you know, your house is now full cuddles and... Well, you've gone from a rugby military man armed with no opportunity to shed a tear or talk about emotion to talking openly and freely with your kids. And and I've read that you won Inspirational Father of the Year. So from that, from that Dan who, from from what you're saying, potentially could have taken his own life to becoming an Inspirational Father of the Year to to your own kids, but to to 11,000 followers you know that's huge it's massive and that's why I said it's outside of my family it's my most proud thing it it fills me it fills me with pride every single day and it's not just about what I do um my my role as director now is I sit back and I watch my my admins um and my admins are the same as every other devastated dad out there. They're damaged individuals, and we are all damaged. But I see them grow, and and I see them then helping other people, and that ripples down, and then those people are helping other people. And, yeah, it's very much about peer support, but I'm watching damaged individuals who suffer from depression anxiety, they self-harm, they have suicidal thoughts. And I watched them grow and they become stronger and stronger the same way I did. And by by helping more people on this journey, because sadly this society that we've got of angel parents is only ever going to grow. It's never going to get any smaller. You know, mm. to, to, what, to watch my team do what they do is, it, it's, it's massive. It's massive, and I enjoy watching it. it. It fills me with a lot of pride that, you know, I'm watching people that I helped and are helping other people now. And, you know, that 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 is probably the the biggest part of what I do now. How do you reach the the dams of yesteryear? As in, there'll be some Joe blogs who is in the military, is not able to talk about emotion and is 
has suffered loss of a child, death of a baby, any age gestation, and has stumbled across this podcast, uh, thankfully, and, and and is thinking, I mean, how? How do I make that step? How on earth do I, who is so far from from where you are now, how do I, how, how do I start? Where do I go? What do I do? Well, what what I like about what we do, and I can only talk about what we do. Every every charity, every support network does things differently slightly. Um, we have our website, which is daddieswithangels.org. Nice plug. Um, and on there, they have hyperlinks to the Facebook groups, the support groups. Um, the nice thing about Daddies with Angels is you can join Daddies with Angels and sit back and say nothing. We don't force you to tell you about, about your angels. We don't tell, we don't force people to speak about their journeys or how they're feeling. Some people join, sit back and just look at the threads as they come through. And we are, as far as I'm aware, the most active group um on the on the male group at least um that that's out there at the moment and it's not all admins coming on admins posting admins posting these are just normal guys that have just come along and they put something on there which may resonate with the with anybody and then they get involved this isn't a forum like style yeah it's it's a, it's a private yeah it's a private group we 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 make it as safe as possible. If people want to put a picture up of, the, of their child, put a picture up. No one's going to judge them. You know, especially with a preterm loss, some people have photos and they want to share them photos. They want to look at them photos and they'd like to share them with people, but they think that because that child may look slightly different from a, a full-term baby or... You know, they don't want to put a picture up because the child had died when the picture was taken. I mean, when we first started sharing pictures of Isabella on general social media, which we always did, we weren't worried about it, we we were slated. We got trolled by people saying, you shouldn't put a picture of a dead baby up. Mm. Well, why not? That was my baby. Who are these people that are saying that? People you know? Just No, just normal people on Facebook that they would be friends of friends and things like that. We had one woman who was a grandmother. Um, she was a grandmother. She's got five or six grandchildren. Uh, she gave lots of her time and money to animal charities and things like that. We put a picture up of Isabella with her story, and she went, what you had was a miscarriage. Well, no, she was a fully firm oh, baby that came out. She was alive, kicking, screaming. Same as every other well baby that is born. Well, you shouldn't do it. I said, well, you've got pictures of your granddad on yours and your granddad's passed away, hasn't he? It's different. Well, why is it different? If it's okay to put a picture up of a grandparent that's passed away and you love that grandparent, what's the difference to put a picture of your child up? But we all know the internet is a cruel place. There's many keyboard warriors out there that delight in causing trouble and mm-hmm. upsetting people and getting a reaction um I'm, I'm glad to say that a lot of people did sort of give her that reaction and uh she removed her account the next day which i thought was rather amusing 
Um, but these people need educating. And it is just that, it's ignorance. So uh, as for where Which is where a nice people... way to look at it, isn't it? It is. And and, well, and it I, is I ignorance don't... and we do need to educate. I, I don't think that, you know, people are necessarily evil. You know, there's, if anybody was to troll an angel parent, that's because they haven't experienced it. They don't yeah. understand the devastation. They think, oh, it's a child, you'll get over it, you can have more. It's not like that. You can have as many rainbow babies as you like. It does not take away the devastation. It does not take away the hurt. And that new child does not replace the old one. And people need to understand that. There's a lot to be said about language used and even the simplest of things that are said that that when you are the parent and you have experienced death of a baby, those little things that people say who haven't got experience, who don't know what it feels like. Sweet Jesus, just don't say it. Don't say it. Exactly. I, and again, again, that goes back to the sorry word as well and why we banned it. Because yeah. it's a bit of a cop-out. It is an absolute cop-out. Well, I'm, sure I'm sure you are sorry. But wouldn't you like to hear about Isabella? Wouldn't you like to hear about our other children? Just saying sorry and then changing the subject isn't talking about my child. Let's talk about my child. You know, she was beautiful. I was talking about Isabella now. She was beautiful. And she would fit in the palm of my hand and she would cry. And she did poos, believe it or not. You know, and these are the things that we should be talking about. Not hiding. The, the, most, the most horrible and hurtful thing that can be said is nothing. And I sat like, there with a bit like that silence you just did there. <laughs> <laughs> how do you keep how do you keep Isabella's memory alive at home with the with your living children and all your other angels? Isabella is easier to talk about because the children understand that she was with us, and we've got videos of her and pictures of her. The children that we'd never met we never held they're still the especially the younger ones they they don't quite understand yet however we do talk about them and we make a point of making isabella a constant part of our family she isn't a dirty secret to be hidden away she's their sibling and the reason that mum and dad act the way we do in certain circumstances and that is because Isabella is part of our family. We know that in July, there's going to be two dates in July where mum and dad will fall apart and we still fall apart to this day. And I can't foresee a time when I don't fall apart because of Isabella. What I can do now, which I couldn't do six, seven, eight, nine years ago is I can talk publicly, stand up, do some public speaking and when I speak about our journey, I smile. And that sounds really daft, but some of, now when you talk about that award, by the way, David Monteith won it the year before me. So just to clarify that I, 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 I followed him. Um, 
And I, I spoke to David probably about a year after I won that award. And I'd been asked to speak at an event. And I was absolutely bricking it. I'm just, I'm just a, a bit of an oik from Lancashire. You know, what have I got that people want to listen to? And David just said, tell them how you feel. And the more I've done it, the more I practice. I now smile when I talk about my journey because I see where I was then and to who I am now and to what a difference that this fat bloke from Lancashire is making, you know, with his amazing team and doing what he's doing. And we're doing it for free. Nobody's making any money out of it. And we're doing it just because we care. I smile because it was those children that turned me into this guy now. So why wouldn't I smile? You know, we didn't hold them for long, but what an impact they've made. I'm going to smile about them till the day I die. Tell me a little bit about Jade, because I'm, I'm a bit worried about Jade, because you said that she's not, you know, she's not, to this day, she's not well. Um, How do you help her? What can I say? See, that, that is quite difficult. And at first, Jade absolutely detested DWA. Um, she could see that I was helping others. But because we shared a loss, it was, you know, we shared, we shared loss. And it's very hard when you've got exactly the same feelings about the same loss to help her individually and I tried Paul you know tried a couple of times things like that she doesn't she doesn't open up about things as much as I do the trauma that she went through the, with the 11 preterms the trauma was immense but mm. with Isabella to be told that she was premature we knew there was problem there'd be a problem and we watched Isabella fight and get stronger and stronger and then to have that all ripped away from her, the trauma for her, it's immeasurable. And I'll be honest with you, I absolutely admire her. I'm in awe of her constantly because she gets up every day to deal with our other children. When I can see that she's absolutely crippled with grief, but she hasn't allowed herself time to do that grieving because she's such a busy mum. You know, she she still rarely leaves the house. She'll go to the supermarket and she'll take the littlest one to school and go to the parents' evenings and things like that. But the social animal that she was has gone. Yeah, She's a completely different woman to the woman I married. You know, and that hasn't changed the way I feel about it. You know, but she's a totally different animal to the what she was back then. Um, and I, I don't know if she will ever sort of get the old Jade back. Um, I actually sat in with her. Um, I tried to force, oh, I did force her uh, to go to see a counsellor. Um, and because I qualified myself, I, I asked could I sit in. And the counsellor said, yeah, no problem, as long as you sit at the back of the room and say nothing which, as a married man, you get used to that. 
Um, but <laughs> I sat at the back of the room, and at the time we had we had four children, and the counsellor sat down and said, "Right, Jade, have you got any other children?" And Jade replied, "Yes, I've got four. And the counsellor, and I shit you not, this is exactly what they said. Oh well, that's not so bad then, is it? Oh wow. My God. What damage could that have done to to oh. Jade? You know. So there's that. That's there's the friends. Not bad just... then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not so bad then. Was the exact wow. words. Well, at that point, we I just got up and we left. Um. I have a habit of not being very subtle, and that was one of the days I wasn't very subtle. Um, Sometimes that that's works best. But I think the biggest damage, and it goes back to what we were saying about friends and things like that, was the amount of people that no longer rang her, no longer visited. And that was partly because she was withdrawn and in the house, and... You know, she she has she has other uh, health issues as well, um. But her complete outlook on life, she's she's angry a lot, and this is what grief does to you. Uh, if you mm. don't have the outlets that I've been, I've been like I say, I'm the luckiest unlucky man in the world. I was very lucky. I had Paul, um, and I had that outlet, and that's you know something that. DWA provides for people, but um, as far as far as Jade goes, don't get me wrong. She's, I mean, like I said, I'm in awe of her. She's still beautiful. She's still funny, and to me, in the house, she's just become more of a recluse. So, it must be really hard for you to to be so involved with Daddies with Angels to be the director of Daddies with Angels, to to work so closely with such an amazing team, to to carry on Paul's legacy, to want to help those guys that were you or that are you or the you that you were. But then all the while knowing that your wife and the mother of your 21 babies is struggling and the help and support you're giving to so many, you can't seemingly give to her. It's it's horrible. It is horrible. It's to watch to watch your partner, your wife, you know, the person you love disintegrate as much as she has from where she was. Like I say, she was a social animal. She really was. Um my God, she could out out drink me, um, you know. But to to see the difference for me to now, where have I I've come out singing and dancing, and I will make a difference. To watch the opposite happen with, with Jade is is very it's very difficult, um, but and I say this to the members and things like that when. Somebody else will contact me saying, my husband is really struggling. Right, we'll get him to contact me. Can you get a hold of him? No. And there's a reason there's a no. It's about to heal, to to make things better. You need to be proactive. People can't be helped 
if they don't want to be helped or they don't think they need help. You can see it. Everybody else can see it. But if they don't see it themselves, then you're banging your head against the brick wall. Do you think that pushes you to want to help others more? I mean, I, I, I totally don't want to be putting words in your head or anything, but do you think she... Clearly, at this stage, it's not right for her. She she doesn't want to be helped. She she doesn't see she needs that. You can. Is there a part of you that thinks I can't, I can't do anything there, but I know there's a, a lot I could do if she'd let me. And I don't even know if if I could personally help her because we share that we share that those those losses, you know, yeah. and. You know, whereas I can, I can, for one of a better expression, preach all day to strangers because I don't share their their personal loss. You know, I think trying to come up with solutions together, we can communicate about Isabella and we talk about the other our other losses and we talk about what would she have been like and we have Isabella's page which Jade often updates. Um, you know, just to say how she's doing and how the other kids are doing and things like that. You know, to actually solve any issues, her anxieties about going out, her willingness to participate. Um, I mean, I go to quite a few events now and, you know, I'll be either invited there or I'm organising them or whatever. And Jade is horrified by these public events. Because she'd much rather be at home with the with our other children, and that's her safety blanket sort of thing. Home is the safe place. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why people withdraw into their own homes because it's the safe place. Nobody can hurt us in our own home, sort of thing. So, mm. you know, I get it completely, and you know, but like I say, I'm I'm in awe of the strength she has when it comes to carrying on with life getting up every morning our children are immaculately dressed they are well fed they are well loved they get cuddled all the time like i say they want for nothing and yet she's so so deep in her grief that i can see it everybody can see it but until someone wants to be helped they can't be helped oh jade I just said soppy things about my wife on a podcast. How nice is that? You have changed. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about, I know you've got an event coming up and I'm very interested in it because I want to come. Obviously with the pandemic, every every event was cancelled. And to this date, because of funding issues and things like that, a lot of people are not doing any events. You know, the Butterfly Awards was the main event for sort of, child loss and uh, I loved it there and I thought Mel did an amazing job when she set the butterfly awards up and it gave exposure to the world of child loss which was badly needed um but all those events have stopped and I sat down at the end of last year um we just won uh DHL's European charity award and I thought what can we do and before Paul died He'd said that he wanted one event where all his team from around the world could go to it, all the people that supported DWA can go to it, and all 
people affected by child loss were welcome to come to it. But it wasn't going to be a pity party. It wasn't going to be sad. It's not going to be a sad event. It's going to be upbeat. It's going to be funny. We're going to have a great time. And it's happening in Bolton in Greater Manchester. Um, yeah. Coming from Wigan, that's that's to me throat a little bit because Wigan and Bolton don't get on. <laughs> but it's a, it's a place called Oysters and it's got a hotel attached to it so people can just stagger out afterwards and go straight to bed. It's ideal. But we have Amazing. got we've got some really good acts on. Um, three course black tie. Um, it's going to be an amazing night. And people said, "Oh, it's a money maker." I went right. Well, that solved that then because we're going to do it at cost. So we're not making any money out of it. It's all about awareness. Um, we're hoping we're hoping to get as much exposure about it. And it's not about, like I say, it's not about raising money. In fact, this is probably going to cost us money. Um, but what it will do is get people talking. And um, that's where we're going to start twisting the arms of uh, as many BBC and ITV people as we can to get it exposed. But um, I'll let you twist yeah, it. It's, it's I've, got, be amazing. I've got absolutely um, no say in it whatsoever, but twist it and I'll be there. Oh, well, God, yeah. I've become, I've become a media tart, to be honest with you. <laughs> Honestly, I'll go, like that, oh. I'll go to the opening of an envelope. I'll go to the opening of an envelope if I can. But it is, it is about raising awareness. Um, just letting other men that have, that that need to know you there know you there. Not just men. We've got we've got the families group as well. We uh, yeah. we've also got the ladies that make the burial gowns for the little ones as well. Um, we just did a push during the pandemic for people to send us wedding dresses, and um, Julie and Yvonne, um, who worked with Paul before Paul passed away. Uh, now creates little burial gowns for preterms um, oh. and neonatal losses, so that because nobody's nobody's prepared, nobody has an outfit just in case their child dies. No. So what that allows is families to to bury their little ones with a little bit of oh. dignity, yeah. Which which is lovely. And again, it's all free of charge. We don't charge for it. People are donating their wedding dresses, and that's a beautiful gesture. We absolutely love it when people do that. Um, and they create these little little outfits for them. Um, and for the really early losses, they'll make what is essentially a tiny little silk sleeping bag for the little one to go in. Mm. And it just gives a little bit of dignity. And th that's another thing that Paul was very proud of, and I'm very proud that we've started it up again. Um you know, it makes a difference, a massive difference, because those families are going, what What can I bury my child in? I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. Well, we take away that anxiety now, and, and we're in touch with funeral directors, and they just get hold of us, and we send them straight out first class, um, and they're there in time for the burial, and like I say, it's another thing that just makes a difference. That's amazing. Daddieswithangels.org, best place to yes. go find out yes. more. Our new shiny, uh, our new shiny website. I have to say, I'm looking at it now. I love it. I love the clouds rolling by. Um, 
check it out, daddieswithangels.org, and you'll see it immediately. With the we, the we have we have other things starting, which hasn't been announced yet. So sod it, Kay. I'm going to announce it to you. Um, yes. like all the like all the support groups and that people do angelversary graphics and birthday graphics which is a picture with the child's name on it and the dates and things like that um, and I've watched over the last 10 years and they, they've rarely changed occasionally the picture will change um, but when one was done for me it was sent to me and I looked at it and thought would I share that with family no, I probably wouldn't. Mm. As of February, the first weekend in February, second weekend in February, so about two weeks' time, um, we are bringing out a new version of graphics, which is a moving graphic. So it's like a video. Um, mm. And it could be like waves crashing on the, on, on the shore or, yeah. you know, the northern lights moving or something like that. And they're beautiful, they're really high quality, and they go free of charge to every single member that we have that has put the details on the database. Um, and we send them to them. They can share them with the families, they can share them with other groups, other lost groups. We, we, we do these things for other lost groups as well. So yeah. if, for instance, if Cradle wanted to say, look, we've got an anniversary for X, Y, and Z, would you do us a graphic? We'll do that for you free of charge. And we offer that across the child loss community, not just our own members. Um, but Amazing. we are roll, rolling that out in about two weeks' time. And they're, they're really good. I can't really explain it on a podcast. The beauty of the no, podcast is you can't... You, the beauty of the podcast is you, you can't, can't see, see what I look face. like. But, <laughs> you can't see my But pajamas. the downfall of it... The downfall of it is I can't describe this thing well enough. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But you can... <laughs> You can tell me what it would mean to someone. I'll tell you what it means from my point of view. And my extended family, my parents, etc., they have rarely, if ever, spoken of my losses. And they do that not because they're cruel or anything like that. They don't want to upset us. And like I said earlier, what they don't realise is that upsets me even more. But... These graphics that we are just about to roll out are so nice. I would share those with everybody. I'm sharing my child. I'm keeping my child's name alive because I'm sharing this beautiful graphic that's being produced for me. And it's about that. Mm. It's about keeping our children relevant and current and everything else. And these new graphics, rather than just being a picture which gets lost in a sea of other pictures, these are ones that people look at and go, well, that's pretty bloody awesome, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually really excited about that. <laughs> you can tell. I'm excited to see them. Quick one. My, a very good friend of mine passed away. She had breast cancer. Her dad, he may well be one of your members. I don't know. I know what you're going to say. How do we help later losses? Yeah. That is one of my pet subjects, and I quite like it. I'm currently looking after a gentleman who won't mind me saying that. I won't say his name, obviously, but he's 82 years old, and he recently lost his 56-year-old son to cancer. He had nowhere to turn. He had nowhere. You can go to the occasional, you know, uh, like Cancer Research UK, and they have 
forums, things like that. And then they get asked to make donations. And that, that's really not the point of them, as far as I'm concerned. That 56-year-old son of his is his child. Yeah. And he grieves for his child. And it doesn't matter if your child is 56 minutes or 56 years. That's still your child. And you will feel it. Because, and everybody listening to this will agree with it, we're supposed to go before them. Yeah. It's the wrong way around. And people don't know how to grieve. So anyway, he got hold of me and I chat to him and we chat about his son. And we chat about the stuff he used to do with him and the jobs he had and everything else. And it's a conversation because I won't avoid talking to him about his son. But he didn't have that outlet before. The mantra that we have at Daddies with Angels is any age, any gestation, and by any cause. We've got victims of murder. We've got accident victims, illness victims. We have unexplained deaths. And we do not have a set agenda. We don't have age groups. There's charities out there that will only deal with uh, preterm up to 18 months. You've got other ones that will only deal with teenage. We will deal with any age. We don't say, I mean, one of our admins, uh, his loss was mid-teens. We've got other admins that have miscarriages. Then you have people like me that have got a mixture of miscarriages and live children. Yeah. You know, there's people in our group that would feel extremely alone if we didn't take them in, if we didn't give them that support, that outlet. But because they join and they share their story, another person comes along who's got a similar story who didn't want to get involved before, and then they get involved. And the snowball yeah. effect starts. I keep talking about the snowball effect. But when it comes to peer support, Thank God for it. it's wonderful. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Sometimes I go onto the groups and I will say nothing because I'm watching the members help the members. And I'll sit back and I'll watch and I'll have a coffee and I'll put my feet up and go, yeah, you got it, guys. And they make my life easy then. Um, well, that's the thing, isn't it? You, it? It's such a strange club to be in. You don't actually want anyone else to join, but they're going to. Um, and the ones that are in the group are the ones that get it and are the ones that will support you and have you back no I, matter I, what because they I know how crap it is. When a new member comes in, First of all, I say welcome home, which is always nice because everybody likes yeah. a nice welcome home. But the main thing is I put along the lines of, I'm glad you found us. I wish you hadn't had to, but while you're here. Yeah. Well, do you know what, Dan Hill? I'm glad I found you. Thank you to David for sharing you. Bless David. Um, <laughs> Bless him. There will be so many people just so pleased can to I, listen to this episode. Sorry, can I just say one thing, by the way? Talking about the event yeah. happening on August the 5th. Um, oh, yeah. The opening monologue for the whole evening is David Monteith. How cool is that? So, if you go back and listen to episode two um, of Cradle the Podcast, he, we opened the episode with his poem, I pause and um, talk about awkward pauses afterwards. 
I could barely speak. Never mind. So that is going to be um, a very emotive opening, I believe. He is an incredible speaker and just speaks so passionately and emotionally about Grace and about his wife and about his other children. Um, so amazing for for the baby loss community for for those that have never experienced it and thankfully never will have to to hear him speak is mind blowing I think anyway the man is a word the the man is a word when uh, when I accepted my award I uh, I actually paid homage to David I said uh, you know about him being a wordsmith and he can light up a room and, and with, with what he says and things like that and then I said to the judges I think you've dropped a bollock this year because I can't do that <laughs> <laughs> hashtag wordsmith <laughs> yeah um, there's, there's, there's no airs and graces for me me and, me and uh, David share some you know quite a few values one of them is that we worship our families which I think is always made stronger in our little community. We, you, you find that when there's been a loss and such devastation, you cherish so much more what you have. Yeah. And I think that comes across when you when you hear David talk about Siobhan and the kids, and you know it's you know it's something that's palpable when you when you listen to him speak. So that's going to be the, the only that will be the only emotional part of that event, by the way. Because the rest of it's going to be a party. Okay. I'm not going to spill the beans. But I'll spill the beans once the podcast finishes. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. We wait to find out more. So you can find out all about that event on your website. This is a, um, August the 5th. Yes. Yeah. At the Perfect. Right, so all the details are on there. Legend. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, support... Um, become a member, find out more, get on the website, daddieswithangels.org, drop down a message, um, and I'm sure you will be very welcoming, as you have been tonight, Dan. Thank you so I much am, for joining us. I am, before you, before you disappear, I am extremely keen to uh, become more diverse in Daddies With Angels. Um, what I've found is that the majority, I mean, the vast majority, um, of our members uh, are heterosexual, white uh, dads. We have, and I have no idea why that is. I don't know if it's because people feel that they can't uh, get involved from uh, other backgrounds, but we don't have any restrictions or anything like that we've got we've got a couple of transgender dads in our group we have a couple of gay dads in our group um we are pushing really hard to become more diverse and more inclusive so uh let's hope that continues as well in the next year or two that'd be fantastic if it could so we're pushing that agenda as well right you it has been a pleasure yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's 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 been it's been good. It's been good, but I need a brew now. It's been very good. I need a brew. So thank you very much, Dan. It's been wonderful. You're an angel. You are an angel. 
So that concludes our conversation with Dan Hill. And I think it's fair to say I'm a little bit in love with him. I hope you are too. And I hope our conversation has helped you in some way. Please do get in touch with him or us here at Cradle. Remember, you're not alone. There's always someone to talk to. Until next time, my friend, you take care.